there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. We are rewatching Neighbours from episode three thousand. Why, you may ask. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't want to do it from episode one. So I think 3,000 episodes is enough to get the show, you know, a good, a good, a good setting, a good standing. There's some history there. They figured out what the show is after 3,000 episodes. <laughs> if they didn't know after 3,000 episodes that it's about a few families that live on the same street ne- next door to each other. Wow. I don't, I don't know. I don't, By I don't definition, know anything. neighbours. <laughs> what happened yeah. in the first 3,000, though? I think you should give us a quick summary of that. Did they all move in on the same day? Is that how it all started? Like, there was a street, and then some the first, people started The first 3,000 was just them moving boxes and deciding where stuff went and paying removal. It takes a long time to move in. Yeah, it does. I'm still Tim, not fully moved in, I don't Tim, think. Tim, you're... Yeah, I bet you've still got boxes laying around with, that you haven't sorted out yet. Yeah, yeah, I can show you them. Are you going to show us them or no? I I feel like I feel like I don't want to bring the the quality of the podcast down. So at this point I should introduce I'm JK, the host of sorts of this podcast. Uh, we have Adam. Say hello, Adam. Hello, everyone. You should have said hello, Adam there. That'd have been no, because then I'd be one of those dickheads who says hello, Adam. Like it's (laughs) I hate people who do that. I hate people who say bants. Fuck off. Can you swear on this podcast? Well, yes, we can We can swear as much as we like. And, of course, we have Tim, who Hi, Tim. isn't watching Neighbours. Yeah, there we go. He gets it. Who isn't watching Neighbours is just here for the bands. I have oh. seen it, though. I was, I was there. I mean, yeah, we were, you know, you were alive when these episodes were being aired. Not quite sure yeah. what you were doing. Uh but don't worry, we'll catch up with it. That's why we're rewatching it. It's fine. Well, that's that's what's quite good. So you you love the neighbours, don't you? You absolutely. You, what, this is your thing. You wanted to you wanted to watch the neighbours. I saw the neighbours at the time. I enjoyed it at the time. Fine. No real desire to watch it again or talk about it. But you know, some, we'll do it. Tim, not a fucking clue what's going on. So you've got like the three levels. I'll remember some of it because I, I, the... I, my mum watched it and I was just there and I was like a child, you know, just there. So I'm, I'm aware of a lot of the characters and I like some of the main storylines. Some of the girls I definitely remember because they're nice. Um, but Tim's going to be bringing the sleazy element to the podcast, which is I, nice because I didn't think it would. I'm going to try. <laughs> I remember Billy kissing that girl and saying that she was a really wet kisser. That that's a twenty-five-year-old memory. That. But wow. I'm looking. Whenever that episode ha- hits, I'm looking forward to that. I, yeah. I was I was disappointed because I thought she was fit, and then ah, oh, really wet kisser though. Mm, gross. Is that a, so? Is that a bad thing though? Well, now maybe not. But I don't know. Time, I thought. Ugh. I know, but a little bit of slobber now and then. I don't. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't want a dry kiss, would you? Would you? Mm. No, because you right. Would you rather a dry hump or a wet hump? Wet hump, obviously. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> yeah, but humping and kissing are two different things. One leads to the other. Come on. <laughs> We've all been there, play the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. So What's this is a neighbor's about room again? <laughs> So, yeah, we're going from episode 3000. The, the idea is to watch like a, week, a week's worth in one block, and then we'll reconvene every week and talk about that block. This um, is every week. Every week, yes. This is a weekly podcast. Um, when it gets popular, obviously, we'll probably move to bi weekly. <laughs> when? <laughs> it's only a matter of time. I reckon by about three, episode 3050, we'll be, you know. Well, after our 3000th episode of the podcast, we'll finally get our heads around what we want to be like yeah, neighbors. True. True. So it's, it, it takes 3000 episodes sometimes. It does. Do you remember when? So we're going to talk about another soap now on this Neighbors Rewatch podcast. Why? Do you remember <laughs> when Extenders shut down? And then for a couple Did because it? of COVID, it shut down. And then it, like, so there was no Extenders on for a little while. And then it relaunched season two with Extenders. Really? So I thought Extenders, Extenders has ran for like forty years or something nonstop on it. Yeah, yeah. But they they labelled when it came back on say with new episodes as season two. So oh, season no. one of EastEnders was probably more than three thousand episodes. Okay. You know, I'm thinking the same. This is you know, they've had the problematic first season. They've figured out what the show is. This is when it's hitting its stride. EastEnders has done five thousand one hundred eighty episodes to date. Wow. wow. Well, I think Neighbours is on about 6,000 now, so we've got a little bit of catching up to do as well. At some point, we, at some point we, it will stop being a re-watch podcast and just a watch podcast. We'll be dead by then. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. The, the, so, episode three felt, how's this going to work? Are you going to... Because I've watched, I have re-watched those, those episodes. Tim hasn't. How is this going to work? So, I've made notes extensive notes about the episodes we've watched uh, so I'm going to go over the general plot points of what's happening and uh, then talk about some of my observations and then you you guys are gonna tell me what you think about this as well uh, just initially though what is your thoughts about watching Neighbours again after 20 something odd years what is your, do, do you want to tell me my thoughts you tell us your thoughts first please Okay, so you I started think... this shit show. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I think this is a fantastic show. And do you know what? The one thing that really fucking impressed me was how well they blend the story stories together. Because you get kind of three in each episode. There's like three stories going on, and how they mesh with each other, I think, is nearly close to genius. Right. Stop for one second, just so I know, like the the vibe of this podcast. Yeah. Are you serious in the things that you say, or are you being facetious and just, you know, doing it for the crack? No, I'm 100% honest. I it's hard to tell me your just... face. <laughs> <laughs> you have an untrustworthy face. Yeah. So you're, you're everything. So from now on, can we assume that when you say the neighbor story like it's genius? That's genuine, and we're going with that. That is genuine. I am okay. 100% genuine. That's fine. And, and I hope you two are being the same as well. But no, the way that they blended... So we'll take episode 3000. The way they blended the three stories... So there's Lou and Toadie and the whole jukebox scam thing going on. There's the Carl and Sarah thing going on. And then there's the, the Billy love triangle. All three of those 
intertwine into each other. I wish I, that if anyone just listening, I, I wish they'd seen the motion you just made with your hands because yeah. you, you you were so stuck for a word. You were doing all <laughs> kinds of fishy things then. Yeah, doing a wave is not intertwined really, but okay. Okay, Carry Adam, on. what are your thoughts at this point? I, I've told you my thoughts. Okay, we are, we, are, are, we, are we assuming that the, pe- the listeners know who all these people are? Because you've said Lou and Toadie have got a jukebox. So, so basically, Lou's got a pub. Jody, what, Toadie's got like, he's a, he's a bit of a... Toadie? Toadie's a bit of a scam. Everyone will know Toadie, I suppose. He's got a bit of a scam. He's got a jukebox in Lou's pub. Um, he's trying to make some money out of it. Is that about it? Yeah. Okay. I don't see how that um, intertwines. <laughs> doing that. Intertwines with Carl Kennedy. I think everyone knows who Carl Kennedy is as well. Um, the local doctor banging his secretary. How does Toadie having a jukebox in the pub go with that? I know. Go on. This. They all live on the same street. They do. <laughs> We, it's such a busy street as well, isn't Intertwining. it? Intertwining. <laughs> so you've got that. You've got him, him and the secretary. And the other storyline is Billy, who's Kyle Kennedy's son, mm-hmm. has got two girls on the go at once. He has. And he, he's torn. He is torn. So, you know, I might as well start going into the episode now. So episode 3000. Um, shout out to uh, Neighbours UK Fans Forever on Daily Motion. So whoever that person or persons is has uploaded thousands of Neighbours episodes to Daily Motion. Um, some of them clearly taped off a video because you get that little wine going across. That was the best bit for me. It, it, took, it took me like back to the time. And that's what you want with a bit of nostalgia, don't you? You want to see like the the VHS and that kind of static sound as well. Yeah. <sighs> Is that the most nostalgia you felt the whole time watching it? Um, it took me back to that time when I was young and happy, and then unfortunately now I'm old, bitter, and I'm watching the same shit I watched <laughs> when I was a lot younger. It basically made me feel like I haven't really done anything with my life and not really progressed in any way <laughs> felt quite alone um and then after i'd watched the three episodes you asked me to watch just sat in the dark for a little while and cried so yeah cheers and you watched a few episodes of emmerdale and everything was fine you know, are we allowed to say emmerdale on this on this podcast yeah, yeah, we can mention any soaps we want yeah i mentioned these then well papers is a generally more upbeat soap than any other soap? EastEnders is basically just a gangster show now. It's just about East London gangsters. Whereas Neighbours is about nicer things, I think. I mean, we'll find out. Again, the first story is that so Lou has got this jukebox machine, and he is putting washers in it rather than money. And obviously, Tony is very upset about this because they want they want the the. They want the coins. To, it's Tony Lance, and I think she's called Ruth. I'm not quite sure who she is. No, Ruth, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> oh, no, Ruth, Ruth is the one later on. Ruth is Lance's mum. 
She's going to be in episode two, the the next couple of episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's it's Hannah Martin who is Hannah the Martin. the other girl. Um, she was a, she was in there a little bit. She had a little family, but I think like a family moved out, and then she just somehow managed to stay around. This is some right. We'll come back to this in a little bit. I have got no idea what the families are and who's supposed to live in which house. No, I thought I, I thought I knew in the first episode because it was all like meh. But then I watched the cut the next couple of episodes. I was like, what the? It don't make any sense who lives yeah. with who. Yeah. The, the the family connections are wild. So if you go to the because there's a when you go to the Billy Love Triangle storyline. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't do, stick with stick with this storyline first. Stick with the okay. jukebox. Okay. So the, the, so you get the little room. You get the at the start of the the, pod, uh, the podcast, the, the episode. You get like a little brief recap of what's going on. Did anybody else notice Lou's manic laugh? No. Go he had on. the most evil laugh, the most evil businessman laugh you ever heard. Because they so they confront him about putting washers or where it is he's putting in the street box, and he goes. <laughs> like he's absolutely done one over everybody involved and he's made a fuck ton of money out of it. He's so fucking pleased with himself. I think that was the, the actual intent or is he just a terrible, terrible actor? Uh, a little from column A. <laughs> a little from column B, I think. But Lou's character is, he's a bit of a, he's a shady businessman anyway, isn't he really, I think. Mm. That's, his, that's his gimmick. But quite a lovable shady businessman. Like he's not going to kneecap anyone or sell any drugs, but he will quite happily put washers in a jukebox to make an extra ten dollars a week. He's a bit like that. He's a bit like he, he doesn't he have a used car sale? Is he a used car salesman as well? I think you might be right there. Yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He, he's probably the stereotypical used car salesman. Yeah. Okay, so. You were asking how before the, the uh, storylines merge. So you've got Carl and Sarah having this really awkward conversation about what's happened, what has happened before between them. Have they had sex? What do we think? Or is it I just think, I think no, not yet, but there is obviously the tension. I'm going to do the sign for ten sexual tension now. <laughs> okay. Intertwining wave. Yeah, there's there's sexual tension there, um, and she likes him, he likes her. He's obviously married to Susan. Sarah, mm -hmm. the receptionist, is smoking hot. Um, Susan's all right, you know, fair play. But I don't think anything's happened as yet. I think somewhere but along the could line, be on the though, precipice of something. Yeah, different. don't. I don't think they're going to be able to control themselves. Working in such close proximity every day, her being smoking hot, and might I add, Susan's got a new job. Don't know what it is. Uh, somewhere she's else, she's moved out. She has. She's moved 200 kilometres away, which is actually... So Australians equate difference very differently to, to us in England. because They do equate difference very differently in Australia, I find. <laughs> <laughs> distance is the word I meant there. Distance. They, uh, yeah. because obviously Australia is a massive, massive country. So it's I did massive. I, I did some research. Two hundred k is probably a four-hour journey in Australia. So it's probably long enough for her to then go live. You know, she she gets her own little place up there. So there's plenty of opportunity for Carl to play away. 
And Why has she moved away? Because she's got a new job. I think, yeah, I think she's a teacher and she's got some job at probably some sort of problem school where she's the only head teacher in the radius of 200k. To How be- much are you making this up? I'm, I, I've just completely theorised that story. I like. think he's pretty close. Tips so then, Susan, Susan's moved away for this job. Fair enough, you move away for a job. But she is married. She is like, she's got a couple of kids, three kids. Tim, what, what do you think? Like, you would never move away, would you? And, and, do, and do something that could jeopardise relationships. I feel like more should have or could have been made of that. Not just like, oh, I'm just going to go and go over there for a bit now and nothing said. Because I, I do kind of remember some of this, just thinking that, I, because I, I, I was young and I, I bought into it, this was shock horror that this was happening. This, you know, because it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. But just, just having, the opportunity for it. it didn't, they were having a bit of a party and nobody seemed asked. No, like, not at all. Not at all. Nobody's gone, and it was and it was only the people that were in there that episode that were at the party. There you go. It was it was oh, only gosh. the yeah it, yeah it was only those people that were bothered, and Sarah looks like the most suspect person ever at that dinner party. What do you mean? She sidles Carl off in like, and they do that thing that they do in like. Whoa! She sidled him off while there were people <laughs> around. Wow. Maybe that's what happened. Reason. No, but they do that thing they do in Shakespeare when they're having a conversation. What? Stop, clearly... stop, stop. I'm putting me on. <laughs> stop. You are about, about to compare episode 3000 of Neighbours with Shakespeare now. None yes. of us saw this coming. Not only the comparison, it's the fact that he's the one making it. I'm <laughs> fascinated. What, what is he about to say? Here? Because in Shakespeare, that happens. Two characters will have a conversation that will clearly be heard by everyone else, but isn't heard by everyone else. And that's exactly what happened in Friends as well. Do you mean Shakespeare or do you mean like on a stage? I I I imagine it happens a lot in theatre, but Shakespeare is probably the only Shakespeare person I know. And is the only theatre place I've ever seen. Shakespeare, so. Shakespeare is the only theatre person you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard side, to watch theatre when you're re-watching Neighbours. Side question, what is your most favouritest bit of Shakespeare? Uh, I do like The Merchant of Venice. Okay, wasn't expecting that. Go on, why? I just... <laughs> I, I like the revenge storyline. And right. I like I like how you're not quite sure who the bad guy is and who the good guy is. I like this, stories this like is, that. This is becoming weird just because there's no reason why you should have any idea what you're talking about. And still you're just about pulling it off. It sounds <laughs> like you might have some idea and I don't get it. Just just wait till I talk about neighbors some more. Is this just, just because of your daughter's homework? Is this the only reason you're aware of this? No, they're not doing Shakespeare in, in, in high school now. We did! Where were you? <laughs> I did. Fucking idiot. That's where I first heard about this guy. This guy from the theatre. This guy, Billy. I, I don't know. Is, he, is Shakespeare not problematic anymore? 
is 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 he a bit you know some some of his storylines problematic in this modern day era? What do you mean? Uh, well, Romeo and Juliet. She was like 13, 14. What the Romeo? fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Not neighbors. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe we should get back to it. <laughs> you know what? I was not prepared. I thought this was going to be oh, a little bit of a chat about neighbors. We won't fill the time. <laughs> no, neighbors just branches off. I'm going to do the sign now. For branching off, right? <laughs> uh, branches off into so much other stuff. That's so good. Fucking GCSE recap. <laughs> we we can do a separate podcast about problematic nope. jokes. But, um... More important news: bringing the sleeves back. I'm just having a look for some pictures of uh, Nicola Charles, who is um, was it Sarah? You were just talking about Sarah Beaumont. Sarah Beaumont. I didn't know her second name. Nice. I got some skills. Got some skills. Yes. Bill. Again, Tim, if people are just listening to this. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I, I need your your guys' reaction. I need some special motions. She's smoking um, hot. She was smoking hot then. Smoking yeah, hot now. We, we can see why Carl's in this situation. Carl's so a good-looking man, though. He is. He is very much so. And you know, working in that close proximity. Also, she asked, Carl doesn't really seem to have much of an idea of what he's doing as a private doctor. Like, she very much runs his entire schedule and life. He has, She's the he secretary. She's supposed to do that as a fucking job. He literally job. walks in and has no idea of what's going on. Who's next? He's literally no idea. He's just like, whatever. I'm a doctor. Fucking bring him in. I'll charge him. Fucking send him out again. Do the people that come in leave a little bit healthier or a little bit better than when they came? No, absolutely What? Well, I was... They There's one. They're four o'clock cancelled because he's feeling better. He didn't even have to go. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a phone call. Goes, oh, your four o'clock's cancelled because he's feeling better. He no faith in Carl at all. Oh, I like. I don't go. You know, I'm generally quite healthy. When I've been to the doctors, and then people haven't actually cancelled who aren't coming in. They get so pissed off about that. It's fucking well annoying. The right on my doctors on the board, please, if you're not coming, tell ring up and cancel. So well done to whoever rang up and cancelled. I say fair play to them. I'm glad they're feeling better. Stop wasting. They haven't wasted anyone else's time. No, Carl's Brilliant. pretty fuming. Carl's fuming about it, I think. Because he's obviously a private doctor, so he obviously charges probably extortionate sums for his... Uh, for his advice. He prescribes Madge rest. She's got the flu. And he goes, oh, I just rest. Maybe Not- he's shagging all his patients. That's why people are cancelling on him. What's what? Mm-hmm. I, sometimes, though, it's not the flu. You're just very drained. And if you are drained, rest. Some flu- she, He did say fluids as well. I remember him saying fluids. Yeah, I bet he went, said fluids. Oh, fluids. I bet he said fluids. So take the fluids, go to bed, you'll be fine. Well, uh, good advice. Good. Well, I want to bring up a, a point about Madge as well. So she's been told she's got the flu, and she's been told to rest. And is it COVID? Fluids. She is up in everyone's fucking face. The second she realizes she's got flu, she's up in Toadie's face, Lance's face, Hannah's face, Lou's face, Harold's face. That weird kid that lives with them's face. She does I love not. that kid. 
Puck. Who is that weird kid, by the way? That, Puck, he is? he's my favourite character. In that, I mean, I mean, is that episode 3000, the first one we watched? So he comes in, and he's, <laughs> he's clearly not been given any lines, and he just stands there. And like he gets, and the Madge is like, oh yeah, well, let's go home, me, you, and Paul. Paul, Paul, nothing. And then later on, he's just there again. He doesn't say anything. He has not been given lines yet. I think he might be new. They're looking not after been, him. He's not been trusted with lines, has he? Not he yet, but he is. You can tell he looks like he might end up in a boy band, that kid. So <laughs> I think at some point he's got some sort of love story in his future, but in a really awkward way. See, I thought you was going to say he's obviously going to form a boy band at some point, and that's going to be one of the future storylines. Well, one of the things that we can talk about in the future ourselves on this podcast is which of the Neighbours cast would we have in our own boy band? If we had our own boy band, which Neighbours cast members would we have? That's not a question for today. That's a question for episode <laughs> 1000 of this podcast. That's a special spin-off podcast, is it? Okay. No, it's not a separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I feel like uh, if we covered episode three thousand there, uh, um, yeah, I feel like we have, yeah, you know, and oh no, you I, haven't. What's the deal? What who are you picking for Billy? Billy and his his two women. What do you make of that? Well, I, I like the I like the again. It's great storytelling. So Carl's going through this dilemma of you know wanting to shag his secretary but also be a loyal husband. And Billy's got a girlfriend in Anne, but he's. He's been tempted by a bit of strange. Yeah, clever. Yeah. Almost Shakespearean in its cleverness. <laughs> what happened in Sydney? Because they keep on referring to something happening in Sydney. Between so I, don't, I don't know. I'm guessing, obviously. Um, it's something to do with, I think, the swimming. So I think they were away at like a swimming camp or a competition because they are swimmers. But his girlfriend is not a swimmer. So I think got a bit close on the swimming trip. It's continuing back in Erinsborough. You're welcome. Um, but Anne's obviously there. She is. And like, I, I, I don't get what he sees in Caitlin at this point. I really don't. Go on, in, in, what do you mean? I don't get what Billy sees. In, he's got seemingly decent relationship with Anne. Right. Like, and like, she's been quite reasonable about whatever the fuck happened in Sydney. Like she's gone, oh, you know, you know, Billy's apologized and said it's a mistake and she's gone, okay, fair enough. She's been, she seemed very, very reasonable. And yet he's still enticed by Caitlin. Which one's Isn't you he just a pervy looking? teenager at this point? Which one's better looking? Uh, okay, I'm going to say Anne. You're no, 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 say yeah, Anne? sorry, Anne. Anne is definitely. Okay, but even I mean, though, even though you've got steak at home, sometimes, how nice is a burger though? <laughs> and this is what Carl's thinking as well. So it's father and son going through. He's no burger. Sarah Beaumont is no burger, my friend. And then, and then, and then Susan's leaving. Did you do have a little conversation about it? And Carl tries to give some advice, but then he's. He can't really give advice because he's, he realizes then he's going to be hypocritical of himself if he gives advice, like the right thing to do. The sins um, of the father will be repeated by the son. Who said that? Jesus, Jesus Christ. 
Was it Jesus? <laughs> Are we saying maybe this is a lot like the Bible, isn't it? I think. <laughs> well, Harold did die and then get resurrected, so. Oh, spoiler. Three storylines going on. There's Ben, the brother of uh, Anne and Caitlin. I'm not, they do explain it later on, but at first I was like, how the hell do they share a brother? But they do a very good explanation of that uh, absolute exposition dump later on. They're sharing a boyfriend at the moment, so. Boy. So we have Ben in an action coma, is what I'd like to call it. Because you, again, you see a little recap and there's, he's clearly doing some sort of uh, car racing, like maybe where they, they take old cars and build them up and go racing, and you see that some little cars flipping around. Did then. I, I definitely thought Danger Wank, but th that's something else, isn't it? That's the sign language <laughs> for car. Um, yeah, so there was clearly some big action sequence that we just missed as well, which is a little bit unfortunate. Uh, that you see the car flip effect. over, don't you? You do. You it's do. well good. A lot of money on that. Yeah, and he's now in this action coma. Uh, so his mum, who is Ruth, is uh, sitting over him. Lou visits and tells him to wake up by shaking him and whispering at him. That's generally not how you get people to wake up from a coma. Every TV show I've ever seen says different. That is how you do it. And then if you hold the hand when no one else is around, their fingers will start to move. <laughs> also... So this is so this this big action racing thing has happened prior to the previous episode. Lou did not give a fuck about this this last episode. He did not give a fuck about what's happened here. Yet this episode is absolutely full of remorse and he's struggling with it. But yet one day before did not give a fuck. Do you think that is because he's been found out now about his jukebox scam? So is he more he really upset about that? He's been found out than the actual coma. Maybe. Maybe he's took a big long look at himself after it and gone, actually, I need to change my ways. I need to stop encouraging people to go into dangerous races and go in comas. And I still need to stop scamming teenagers out of money. Maybe he has. Maybe he has. Uh, he, he, Oz, Lou Oz, while feeling full of remorse, Oz also completely re removes himself from blame by claiming he didn't know there was any danger involved in racing cars. Well, you know, I don't know how dodgy it was, this race, but a lot of people do car racing and are fine. I feel like they're looking for a scapegoat here and it's Lou. Oh, he's a used car salesman. He's scamming them kids. He must be a bastard. Not necessarily a bastard. I think, get off his case. He, he didn't force him. He didn't put him in the car. He didn't hold a gun to his head. He didn't say race or die. The, the kid, whatever he's called, Ben, wanted to race the car. Lou just was there. Get off his case. He was enabling him, I think. I think he was living vicariously through this kid. We make him do it. I say, give Lou a break. So, yeah, so Lou's, uh, you know, he's racked with guilt. He's feeling terrible. He comes back home. The toady's just being toady. He's just, he doesn't wash up after himself. He's sat there eating cereal, watching cartoons, and planning a boy's, a boy's night. 
which he says the rules are, and I quote this, no chicks and no telling. Tony decides to make up it's a bit like this in podcast, email. really. This podcast, no chicks, don't fucking tell anyone. <laughs> So the uh, the interweave this uh, so this Lou and Toady storyline with uh, the the whole Billy love triangle thing as well. So Billy, she's desperate for a boys' night out. You know something uh, something to take off mind his, his woman's troubles. Oh, Caitlin's got this maniacal plan uh, to to get to get Billy uh, because you see. Because she'll interact with a character and then it'll do that uh, that thing when they're not looking. She'll give like an evil look. I love that. It's love like, oh, if you're not sure if someone's like evil, I like it on Neighbours because they will very do it very well. They'll telegraph it. They'll go zoom in, close up. They narrow their eyes and then you're like, oh, she's evil. And, and they do that in this. Caitlin has an evil sidekick as well. She has she has an evil lackey to help her with this plan because her plan to get Billy alone is to surprise him in the shower and get her friend to lock the door. So yeah, he's in the shower. He's showering with his swim shorts on. Which can't get your cock out on neighbours. But you don't have to show it. You can do it from the waist up. I feel like maybe they did. And you've you've just been in your own mind imagining what was further down. You just really wanted to see some Billy Dick and you were disappointed. No, he's definitely got his swim shorts on because once she surprises him and kisses him, he then rushes and puts his trousers over his wet swim shorts to get the fuck out of there. So no, no, I've not imagined that. That's definitely happened. What, what were you saying earlier, Adam, about being able to have made this show by yourself and with a camcorder when you were twelve? <laughs> Stand by it. And <laughs> um, what do you think of this plan? Was this a good plan? Um, I'll Is be honest it- with you. I, I wasn't. I thought it was an all right plan. I thought it'd work a little bit better. I was quite surprised uh, at the result of it. I thought they were definitely going to get it on in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe or oh, Anne shows up and catches them in, you know, the clutches of each other. But he didn't. He was just like, nah, this is bad. See you later. So I think, you know, fair play to him. He's done well to get out of that. I don't think the rest of us would have been quite so chivalrous. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. And actually, no, I'm definitely not. Tim, maybe, you could maybe see the bigger picture and get out of there. Certain other people <laughs> would have been the ones who definitely, so would say- have, definitely wouldn't have had the shorts on. <laughs> it would have been so gold, say- shiny, plastic-looking shorts. So you're saying Billy is, you know, stronger than his father? Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, I, you know what? I think I don't know if anything's happened with Carl Kennedy as yet. However, I do think the other, like you said, Carl was trying to give Billy a little bit of advice. Maybe it should be uh, Carl getting some advice from Billy about how to get the fuck out of there when you've only got a pair of shorts on. Well played, Billy. Well played, Billy. Okay, well played, Billy, indeed. Uh, that brings us on to the final storyline of this episode, uh, which is Carl and Sarah. Uh, 
So Libby, who is Carl's daughter, comes over uh, and she invites Sarah over to get over her man troubles. So Sarah's obviously been confiding in her friend Libby, Carl's daughter, about man troubles, but not naming the man. Uh, obviously, Carl shits himself at this. Like, you, I think you can actually see his arse drop at one point when he realises what's about to happen. Do you not have his swimming shorts on? <laughs> well, that's what you're looking for, though. Like, has he got his penis out? Has he shit himself? <laughs> uh, and so the storyline progresses in pretty basic kind of uh, ways. There's nothing really happens. But there is a couple of things I want to bring up about how Sarah acts when she comes over to the house. First thing, she answers their fucking phone, which I think is absolutely fucking gobsmacking. You would never walk into someone else's house and just answer the phone. Just answer their phone. Neighbours, innit? <laughs> Are they all that friendly with each other? Is that an Australian thing? 3,000 episodes in, they fucking should be. <laughs> Weren't they, like, doing other things? Or wasn't, like, Libby cooking... Carl had obviously just shit himself. Um, <laughs> so maybe she went, oh, can you just get the phone? Because he shit himself over there. I can't remember how landlines work anyway. But I never, if your phone, if you were in the same room, I wouldn't just answer your phone. I'd be like, your phone's ringing, you better answer that. I wouldn't just answer your phone. And then, of course, she answers the phone and it's Susan. Of course. Just checking on Carl, making sure he's okay. Um, but then the second thing she does is so Libby asks her to taste uh, some of the food and she sticks her finger in the spoon is that not fucking mental is that you, not you watched mental? this through a microscope didn't you fucking hell it, I'm just you know I'm just I'm saying what she I'm sticks, saying she sticks her finger in the pot or she there's no, a spoon, in the spoon. so Libby offers the spoon if someone offers you a spoon, are you going to eat from the spoon? No. She sticks her fingers in it and then shoves them in her mouth. Now, I don't what would know you if she's trying to, to have happened. I don't know. I don't think she's trying to be seductive there. Is, is that what is going on? She's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. Oh, he's doing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the seductive thing there. Sorry. Um, obviously, it doesn't work with me, but it would work with her. Is that I, what I, I don't know. That action you just made got me going a bit. <laughs> And the third you... thing... Go on. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, go on. I was going to say, but would you prefer her to stick the old spoon in her mouth? I think if like someone offers you a spoon, right that's kind of the, the whole point, is that you then eat the spoon, and then someone picks up a new spoon. But you have a taste of a spoon. Was it like the wooden spoon that she was using to stir the, the whatever it was, the stew or whatever? Or was it like a little, oh, I'll have a little taste? Because if it was the wooden spoon that she was using to stir everything up with... I wouldn't want her to stick that in her mouth. I don't care if she's smoking hot. Get the spoon out of your mouth. But she stuck her fingers in there. That, is that not just as bad? But she, but the fingers would have taken the sauce from the spoon, relinquishing the sauce from the spoon into her own mouth. If she'd have done something with the spoon, then the spoon's going back in the sauce. What was she cooking? I can't remember now. I feel like it was Mexican. <laughs> I feel like, or was it pasta? I don't know. I, I, I didn't go in that much of a microscope for this episode. But it was either pasta or Mexican that they were cooking. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Mexican. I think you should go back and watch that episode again. You've missed some things. I might have to a rewatch of the rewatch. 
Um, so the third thing that she does, uh, and you don't have to go into a microscope to see this, she shows up at the door with one of the biggest nipple erections you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you know about the, much about the climate in Australia, but it is not cold. Thoughts on nipple erections? <laughs> it was night time, so probably a little bit cooler. Um, and then, excited, doll. Was that planned or was that a mistake? Was, was she... You think she orchestrated a nipple erection when she was coming round because she knew Carl would be there? That's what you're insinuating right now. I, I think it was a. I think it was a woman on a TV show in the nineties. I think the director insisted on it. Right, you're breaking question the fourth wall there, Tim. Question. That's what my question's about. Question about the podcast. Are we doing it as if this is a TV show or real? Because. I can't tell you at the moment. <laughs> it's real to me. I can tell you that much. Still real to us, damn it. <laughs> I, all I can say from that is, um, the more Sarah that is on these episodes, the better for me. I, th I, I think she's great. Uh, I, yeah, I think she's enacting a plan. She's, she's not being as obvious as Caitlin, but she's enacting a plan of, yeah, I'm going to... Answer the phone, make sure Susan can't talk to Carl. I'm right. going to seductively stick my fingers in spoon and I'm <laughs> going to make people aware that I have two nipples. Two of them. Two of them, yeah. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that covers uh, 3001. Are we uh, ready to move on to 3002? Would you be like a little break at this point? No, keep going. I think we're in the zone now. We're in the zone. Okay, so 3002. So, again, this is a this is still carrying on the Billy storyline. This is obviously like the, the possibly the A story right now in Neighbours. Uh, so Anne is obviously concerned about Billy. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously concerned about Billy. He's not come home. He, uh, Could I say? Yes. Like, Because I didn't realise this until I think at the start of this episode, Billy is not in school anymore. He's left school and he's older. He's, I didn't realise he was a year older than the other two. They're still at school. He's left school. So both of them going out with an older guy. Don't know if that's going to end well. And then, um, as you were about to say then, I think, he, he doesn't have to be there. He, them two can just clash, and he can just, he fucks off to see his mum, doesn't he? He does. He literally just gets off without even telling Anne. Again, Anne has been super reasonable about what's happened. So she shows up, realizes that he's still at the, the swimming baths, the swimming centre. And the really shit sidekick of Caitlin just hands over the keys to Anne. She doesn't even pretend like it was an accident. She's like, oh, yeah, here's the keys. I did this. I made this happen. Uh, Anne blows her top a little bit of Caitlin, kind of owns her a little bit. And, but she's still very reasonable about what's going on. And then Billy just goes, ah, do you know what? Just fuck it, I'm getting off. I'm going to go drive four hours to go see my mum. I'm not telling you. Does, does Billy deserve Anne at this point, we think? You are firmly on Team Anne here, aren't you? I think so, yeah. I think she's a very reasonable person. You're on Team Anne. I previously said, well done, Billy, for getting out of the, the shower sort of thing without getting it on. Tim, whose team are you on here? Are you on Team Anne, Team Billy, or Team... Uh, what's she called? Caitlin. Difficult now, because I've... I, 
the memory I had that I mentioned earlier about the wet kiss thing, I'm wondering now if that actually came a lot earlier than this. Because Billy was a bit of a nerdy, geeky, kind of a shy loser at some point, I seem to remember. Um, isn't L- Libby's close to his age, right? And he's got, they've got an older brother as well. Yeah, Libby, like, I think, is like university age because she's working the bar at Lou's pub. So she's probably about a couple of years older, maybe. And then they had an older brother called Mal, Malcolm, but I think he's gone by this stage. He's not there yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah, I feel like yeah, he's so I, I on, in the background somewhere. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't really know what kind of character Billy is at this point. I, based on just these few episodes, like he's got himself in a bit of a shit situation, but once you're in it, I, it's kind of difficult. I don't know. I go with the fit one. I think the, the, the fitter you are, the writer you are. I think that's how life works. And isn't that what's wrong with the world, Tim? Don't you think? It is, but it is how the world works. Fair. Yeah. So we uh, we move on to the, the Lou and Toady storyline. So they're watching cable TV. Lose, all lose problems are solved. Absolutely solved. Has that guy got woke up from his coma? No, he's not. Yeah, he's not bothered about that. He's, he's got not cable bothered. TV. He's not bothered at all. He is watching Canadian wood chipping to his heart's content until they're watching racing and someone has a crash. Toadie loses his mind over it. Toadie's like, this is the greatest crash I've ever seen in my life. People might have died. This is fucking brilliant. Lou understandably kind of loses it at this point and goes, well, you shouldn't be watching that. Turns off the TV. And then it kind of all comes flooding flooding back to him. Um, So... You were talking before about the houses situation. So what, from what I get, there's Lou and Toadie living in the same house. And there's a guy called Darren, who is Libby's boyfriend, it seems. So Lou's being all depressed. And Darren says, why don't you go and talk to Carl? He will, because he will solve all your problems. Yeah, well, your prostate problem. test, that kind of thing. He, yeah, he didn't have any other patients that day. So I was going to have a little chat with him. Yeah, Darren wanted nothing to do with Lou. He was just like, do you know what? Just go see a doctor. Which is, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that Tony and Darren are not particularly paying rent or much rent. So they're living under Lou's house, pretty rent-free. And he just can't be asked giving him the time. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to go. I'm out with Libby later. Fuck that. I'm just, you go see a doctor. There's not much uh, help forthcoming from him at all. Which is particularly jarring in today's <laughs> society, don't you think? I just feel like Lou, Lou blew up, though. He shouted at him. Tony doesn't know the full story. He was just trying to do a nice thing. He, he bought in the... Surely well, everyone got... knows about this crash that's happened, though. So surely yeah, yeah, Tony knows know that about... a crash happened and someone's... They know it. about the crash, but they don't know Lou's thinking it was his fault. True. And then just two episodes ago, Lou, as we said before, did not give a fuck about it. Did not happen. Lou's very up and down. He might need to go to the doctors for different reasons. Yeah, maybe you should go see Garth. Uh, so, so, so this is Toadie's 18. He's turned 18. Uh, so he gets to go to the pub for the first time. Right. So, okay, he's got some pre- previously, I was saying, Billy, what a good lad for getting out of the shower and all that, not getting involved. He fucks off to see his mum, who he could go and see at any time because he's not in school. He could go 
tomorrow and see his mum, fine. Don't go on your best mate's 18th birthday and leave him on his own. What a dickhead. Yeah, Toadie's 18th really hasn't. His plan of no chicks and no telling and having a big boys' night has ended up him pretty much drinking alone in a pub. Darren takes him to the pub. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Libby gives him free drinks. And they get free drinks. So free drinks. Yeah, that bit's all right. But I, I, I can't see past Billy ditching him on his 18th birthday. Can't see past that. Yeah, Billy's not a good guy, is he? He went down in my estimations when he did that. And I'll tell you right now, he'll still be watching this. But we're still fighting for this title. And I would love it, love it, if Toadie had a good birthday. I was doing Kevin Keegan from um, Night Six. <laughs> we covered that. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's it's a pretty, you know, it's not too far from '98, so you know, it's relevant for the time. Fresh bagel. So, one thing I want to point out about this, I know, is that so Libby's the barmaid there, and she know she says that Louis cleaning the beer lines. I knew you'd have issues in a bar, with this. If you've ever worked in a bar, you never clear the beer lines halfway through a shift. That is absolutely mental. Maybe a drunk person shit in it. Carl. <laughs> you just don't clear beer lines mid-shift. That is mental. That is a surefire way of poisoning people. Well, it was it was that. I thought, yeah, you do that after work when there's no one in because it takes time uh, to do. But then, I, then she was actually pouring pints while that was obviously happening, which I didn't think was possible. Like, you can't pour pints of actual beer when you're cleaning all the beer lines in the cellar or wherever. Yeah, so on top of having a really shit birthday, Tony's getting poisoned for his 18th as well. Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah. So all in all, a pretty rubbish 18th birthday for Tony there. Is he yeah, going to die in the next episode then? Possibly. I mean, Watch no. and find out. <laughs> I don't know much about what happens in Neighbours, but I know he's still in it. So, But maybe there's a storyline where he, he joins uh, Ben in the hospital next to him. Maybe he gets some sort of uh, beer line poisoning coma and then they're next to each other. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it could happen. Uh, speaking of Ben, not too much in the storyline in this episode. Uh, there is a mysterious man that comes and visits him, though. Who is this mysterious man? He seemed dodgy. Yeah, he seemed very good. Because he goes to see him, because Caitlin is talking to Ben. That's when we find out they're brothers and sisters and all that weird stuff. Yeah, that's when they do all really the and how they're related. Which was I very didn't really helpful. get that. But she, he definitely was coming. He, she was telling him too much. She was saying a lot, and he was only listening. He wasn't offering things back. She, he was just kind of prompting her, and she was giving him too much information, in my opinion. And he was giving nothing back. So I reckon it's pretty obvious. Pedo. <laughs> We're at the end of the podcast. Already? Oh, oh. Already. Well, I, I want to explain. So oh, we tried of- at least, eh? <laughs> the remit of this is that we're going to do like a block, uh, a week's block of episodes each time. And again, uh, shout out to... Uh, uh, Neighbours UK fans forever on Daily Motion for uploading all these episodes. Unfortunately, not every single episode is on there, though. So there's a little bit of a gap now. 
the next episode in chronological order on there is 3006. So before we go, I want to ask you where you think we're going to be at 3006. Are these storylines going to be resolved? Uh, and if so, how do you think they might be resolved? Are they still going to be ongoing? Where do you think we're going to be when we pick up at 3006? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and you, change. It's, it's a soap opera. Do you think Billy will have made a decision uh, if it's going to be Anna or Caitlin? No, Adam, Adam, you need to have some thoughts. I, I, nah, I don't know. I, think, I don't think it's going right. to move that fast. I think... I think Billy, unfortunately... He's going to succumb to a new plan from Caitlin. How I think that will happen is I think Ben, coma Ben, is um, going to wake up from his coma. However, either you can decide, either brain damage can't walk. One of the two. Don't know which one. One of the two. And that, brain damage or can't walk. Yeah. Caitlin um, is obviously upset by this, like legit upset, not, oh, I'm an evil uh, hussy upset. She's actually upset. And this is what actually tips Billy into the camp of Caitlin. And oh, then wow. they, they share a bit of a, a thing. However, oh, Anne catches him. That is a bold prediction. I love it. I love it. There you go. And she would use her brother. She would use her either brain dead or brain that uh, can't walk brother to 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 get her end away no uh, no, no I, I don't think that's her intention to begin with because you would be genuinely upset if brain damage can't walk but i think the fact that it happens to be one of those things eventually obviously gotta go with it haven't you it's a very bold prediction i like it uh tim i'm gonna throw this next one to you what do you think carl and Sarah's relationship is going to be like at this point. Will they have had sex? Carl's a dirty bastard. I think that's really all the. I I don't I don't see what she sees in him, but you know if it's some kind of power trip that she's on and she thinks there's something to gain from it, I don't know. That might be the point actually. If they haven't already done something, you've got to question what it is that she wants. Whether she's just messing with him or she does actually want to sleep with him. So maybe they won't. And maybe she's just stringing him along to try and steal his money. Do you think that's it, Tim? Do you think it's a money thing? Cause you don't think you don't think Carl Kennedy's an, an attractive, slightly older gentleman? Based on what we've discussed so far, he sounds like a bit of a dipshit, even if he is a doctor. Okay. Wow. So I don't but know. He is I a mean it's a soap, so they're gonna bang. He's a private doctor yeah. making private doctor money. He yeah. charged much money to prescribe her rest yeah you, you absolutely no doubt that bill flew out the same day yeah does madge now feel a little bit better though probably not well she probably feels fine but she probably has spread it to the rest of ramsey street by now absolutely <laughs> this is this is actually the story of real covid when it, it really started in 1998 on the set of neighbors possibly so Okay, uh, so the other storyline is supposed to Lou one, really. Uh, Lou and Toadie. Uh, 
Well, I put that to you then. What do you think is going to happen with Lou? Is he going to still have cable TV? I reckon, yeah. I reckon the cable TV is there to stay. Um, <laughs> that, that is the big main event storyline at the moment. You're right. <laughs> uh, because they did have to drill holes in his wall, which Lou was pretty upset about. Because that's how you installed cable TV back in the days. You just drew literal holes in the wall and fit it through from the outside. Uh, so I think that's there to stay. Uh, do you think, oh, extra little question for that cable thing then, do you think Toadie got the cable through legitimate means or do you think maybe he got it in a dodgy way and that might all kick off? Absolutely dodgy. Absolutely dodgy. Those two guys did not look like registered cable TV technicians. <laughs> They look like the same guys who sold in the jukebox. Okay. Off the back of the van. Well, there you go. We'll see if any of these yeah. predictions... Uh, so maybe maybe some sort of cable pass. TV stealing storyline going on. That'd be quite uh, quite meta for Neighbours as well, you think? Well, you know... Okay, now, you, you, cable you've TV. given them Shakespeare, now you're saying they're meta. It's a soap. <laughs> it's so much more than a soap, Tim. <laughs> I, I, there is one point we haven't touched on this this uh, this subtle storyline either at the moment. Were we not wrapping it all up then? Were we not no, done? No. no, no, it is wrapping it up. I'm just going to going into my hood. <laughs> uh, so, did anybody get the notice that someone messing with the gardens and leaving signs in, in Howard's garden? Did anybody get that reference? It was a very it was like two throwaway lines in this collection of episodes here. Somebody is getting. Uh, road signs and putting them in Howard's garden. Who do you think it is? Random drunk people. Random drunk people. Adam? I'm going to go with Paul, that weird, quiet kid. The weird, quiet kid, Paul. Okay. I'm just going to go, I feel like it's the obvious one, but was it Occam's Razor, where, you know, the most obvious solution is the right one? I'm going to say it's Toady. Everyone thinks it's Toady. I'm going to say Toadie. And maybe in 3006, we'll get the answer. Or they've already got the answer and we've missed it. And we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> that is next week's podcast. It's a problem. So thank you very much to Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much to Tim. Booyakasha. And we will see you again. If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.